do that. Your anointing is here. Your presence is here. Your power is here. We're here. I'm going to need another water up here. And on the front row, if there's one up there, I just need another one. I know they're trying to figure it out better than I am, so. Thank you very much. Nugget. If you judge people, you have no time to love them. If you judge people, you have no time to love them. It is no surprise we have all done it. We have thrown up our hands and say, I done it. I done. <laughs> I done everything possible and nothing has changed. I've done everything possible and nothing has changed. I'm going to have a good time in church. I don't know about you, but I have decided that I'm going to have a good time in church. I'm going to have time in the rapture. Whenever, I mean, any, any time God would be right perfect with me. So it's no surprise. We've all done it. We have thrown up our hands and, and we've, we say, I've done everything possible and nothing has changed. When a thing contrary to God's word comes into our lives, we need to fall back, pause, and refocus. When anything contrary to God's word comes into our lives, we need to fall back, pause, and focus on the principles that give peace, assurance, and confidence. So, it says, Count it all joy when you encounter diverse tests and trials, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have a perfect way that you could be entire, wanting, or lacking nothing. Hallelujah. Then he goes on to say in the same chapter, which is in James chapter 1, a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. So when anything contrary to God's word comes into your lives, we need to fall back, pause, and refocus on the principles that give peace assurance and confidence because trust me those things are going to come it's how you react to those things and what you do and how you keep yourself prepared amen how you keep yourself prepared number one this is the first thing you need to do is go go to the lord and get his orders and his directions the word Go to the Lord and get his orders and directions and they will line up with the word. If they don't, then you have a familiar spirit that's leading you. Now, all of us have, have been in that place where we've had a familiar spirit leading us from time to time because it doesn't line up with the word. But we want it so bad that we're going to try to find a word that is going to that we can take out of context and cause it to uh, make the thing that we're desiring so much to do to be okay. Amen? Number two, get your eyes on the Word. So number one is go to the Lord and get His orders and direction, and it will line up with the Word. I always ask for two or three scriptures. 
when I am going through something, a circumstance or a situation, I myself search out someone in the Word that went through the same type of situation that I did, and then I ask God to reveal to me through their life how they became an overcomer. This is why this whole Word has been given to us. You saw what Joseph went through. We understand you know, Noah built that ark. He was out there building. I heard the craziest teaching on that the other day. Pastor and I just shook our heads and looked at each other. We won't even go there because it's a bunch of garbage. But he was one person building an ark, being obedient to what God said. It had never rained. God said, go out and build this. Gave him the dimensions. You know, if you're a... Um, Architect, you know, I mean, this, I mean, I am sure that there will be Christian architects that are going to go to Noah and they're going to want to see it all. And how did you do this? And, how, you know, you had the plans. Well, trust me, we're going to see the plans up there on how this was done. To me, I don't care about the plans. I just know that it was done. I'm going to want to see how the animals were housed and the whole thing. You know, there's things up there that we're all going to want to see. Amen. So, I, I look for that, and I look in the Word, and I, I study on that area. Number two, get your eyes on the Word, Proverbs 4.20. Get your eyes on it. Keep your eyes on it. My son, attend to my Word. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Attend to my words. Attend to my words. When you attend to... If you have a baby... Let me tell you, if you have a newborn baby in the house, you attend to that baby. It can't do anything by itself but cry and poop. Cry, poop, eat, and wet its pants. That's it. That's what it can do. He, she, whatever. You have to attend to it. Well, think of yourself as attending to the Word. So... My son, attend to my words, consent, and submit to my sayings. So there's several things we have to do. We have to attend to them. Submit to them. I'm reading now the Amplified. Commit and submit to my sayings. The King James says, My son, attend to the words, my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. It says, Let them not depart from your sight, or let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. So he says, Attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. For their life to those that find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard, verse 23, your heart with all vigilance. And above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. So let's look at it in the King James. Pastor prefers the King James. I prefer the New King James. I prefer the New King James and the Amplified, but he prefers the King James, and I believe the Amplified once in a while. So, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto, unto my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of my heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. 
Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from you. A froward mouth is, is anything that is not faith. Okay? So he says, put it away. Let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Ponder the path of your feet. It says in the Amplified um, in 23, keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard for out of it flow the springs of life. Put away, you, put away from you false and dishonest speech. Put away from you false and dishonest people and willful and contrary talk Put far from you, let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose, and let your gaze be straight before you. Consider well the path of your feet, and let your ways be established in order to write. Hallelujah. I know the other day I complimented Pastor, and um, I don't know where we were or whatever, but this man was just watching women. And um, his wife was right there, and I'm like, I, want, I told him, I want to thank you. I appreciate you in all the years that I have known you, you have never looked at another woman. I don't know if he has when I'm not there, but in my, in my presence, he never has. You've got to keep your eyes right on with fixed purpose. Hallelujah. Okay. Number three ready to speak the word out loud over the circumstance or situation, Romans 4, 17. These are the, when anything contrary to God's word comes into your lives, we need to fall back, pause and focus, refocus on the principles that give you peace, assurance and confidence. One, go to the Lord and get his orders and directions through the word. Two, get your eyes on the word. Three, Read, speak the word out loud over the situation, Romans 4, 17. Because if you hear yourself speaking forth the word of God, you're going to believe it more than anybody else. Trust me, if you hear you speaking it over and over and over again, you know, when we hear ourselves speaking negativeness over and over and over again, we start to believe that way and think that way. But when we hear ourselves speaking the word over and over and over and over again, then we believe it. It as spark comes up and, and we, we just go for it. Romans 4.21. Thank you, Jesus. And being fully persuaded... Well, let's look at verse 20. Let's go up a little. Um, verse 19, And being not weak in faith, this is Abraham, he considered not his own body now dead. He considered not. He refused to consider, even consider it. This is where it says, let your paths look straight on. Do not even consider what the enemy is trying to throw out there for you. So he considered not. His own body now dead. 
when he was about 100 years old. I mean, he knew his body better than he knew his wife's body, right? <laughs> Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He, verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. What God promised, he was able to perform. God's word says it, then you know the things impossible with man are possible with God. There is nothing impossible with God. So he is able to perform everything that he has spoken about in this word. Amen? He became stronger and stronger and stronger the more he spoke it forth. Okay, let's see. So speak the word over your, your circumstances. Being fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to perform it. That's number number four. Number three is read, speak the word out loud over the circumstances or situations. That's Romans 4, 17. Number four is then say, I believe it, I have it, I will it, I take it, and I thank you for it. Hallelujah. I will it. No, I have it. I will it. I will this in my life. You know, our, you're made up of a mind, a spirit, soul, and body. Your mind is your, your mind is your, um, <laughs> your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. So we have to will things in our soul. We have to take it and will it. We either will to go after the, the, what the enemy is feeding us, or we will to stand up and say, no, devil, I refuse it. I won't have it. Get out of here. Get out now in the name of Jesus. But so he's, then say, I believe it. Romans 4.21. He fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and do what he had promised. And, and in verse 22, it's so powerful. It says that is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness Right standing with God. His faith was credited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. Because he wasn't about to look at circumstance or situations. God had taken him out and showed him the sand. He'd shown him the stars. He'd said, your, your generations will be more than all these. And every year, I understand that, every year you get older. How many know that? Every year you get older. And every year the devil tries to tell you, you're getting older. It doesn't, hasn't happened yet. Well, shut up. It's not over. I'm not dead. Amen? Go back to one, two, three. And then it says... 
I believe it, I have it, I will it, I take it, and I thank you for it. And, and number five is then forgive anyone that you have ought against. In Mark eleven twenty five. Ought. You know, I was looking, I was reading in the Bible, I can't remember where I was the other, the other night, and it was interesting because it talked about, um, I think we're going to get onto it today. It talked about strife. And that hatred is is hatred is a, is part of strife. When you hate, when something you hate something or hate a person or whatever, you become strifeful towards that person. Okay, um, Mark eleven twenty five. We should all be able to quote this. And when you pray, when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you for your trespasses. We got it out there. For if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. As I was meditating the other day in the Word, the Lord began to show me some things about, you know, uh, Wednesday nights, your... Um, pastor showing the bait of Satan and on offenses and how when offenses happen that gives the enemy the opportunity when we take offense it gives the enemy opportunity to come in and this was very interesting what he showed me because the enemy always takes us back to our old nature or our old whatever. And he and offense and strife, the Bible says where there's strife, there's every evil work. And where there's offense, there's strife. And he shared with me how when we open ourselves up to offense, that that opens up a spirit, that a, a familiar spirit, that maybe isn't a family line or you've opened yourself up to or whatever. I'm not going to teach on demons today. I can, but I'm not. But that offense that you smother and you settle in and you allow to be there, those familiar spirits that you have yielded to before come back. They bring seven times more with them and they're like, Boing, they're on you. And because of that offense, because of my right to have hold this, you don't even realize when one by one by one they grab a hold. And it's ugly. And, and you get into a place where a person gets into a place where they go, why bother? Why bother? There's no hope. I'm here to tell you there's always hope. There's always a way out. God says he will always make a way of escape. So he's saying here that we need to forgive. Let it drop. It says in the, in the Amplified, it says, and, wherever you, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it. Let it go. Leave it. Let it go. I got a phone call from someone you don't even know him the other day that that this this was a big thing and um 
it was an offense. And I said, you know, you've got to let go of this thing. And I took her to, it was, you know, there's a certain way in counseling, and I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's very strong. And God ministered to her, and, and Jesus ministered to her in a way where she was able to literally have him speak to her and see him and, and really be ministered to by him. But we can't hang on to these things. So when we got to let it drop, leave it, let it go away, in order that your Father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. How many people are bound because they refuse to forgive? Pretty sad. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. That's a heavy thing. Number six, take the word. Pastor put in here the gospel medicine, gospel medicine, morning, noon, and night. In other words, you're going to have to take this word morning, noon, and night. Back to the first one. Go to the Lord, get his orders and directions, the word. You're in, a, you're in a battle. You're fighting this battle. So this is where you're going to stay in this battle. You're going to, you've got the word on it. You're going to keep your eyes on the word. You're going to read, speak the word out loud over the circumstances and situations. You're going to say, I believe it. I have it. I will it. I take it and I thank you for it. You're going to read this word that God has given you morning, noon, and night. In other words, you might be fasting some lunches. What's a lunch? Take a string cheese. I eat string cheese a lot for lunch. Just take it and whatever. The Bible is not a book of rules but it is a book of seeds. The Bible, you know, a lot of people look at the Bible with this freaky thing about the Bible. God's going to get me. I'm so bad. I missed it. What, that's, not, that's not what this is for for us, okay, church? It is a book of seeds, Seeds to be sown, to be planted in us, to grow, to make us stronger. So get this. You might want to write this in the, in the front of your Bible. The Bible is not a book of rules. It is a book of seeds. This, the word is the seed. Keep it. Let it sow, be sown on good ground. Let's, let's look at, let's, we're going to just kind of switch away from here. Thank you, Jesus. God's word is supernatural. We need to remember this. His word is supernatural. In the beginning, God spoke the word and it was. If you go back to Genesis and you read the word, God said and it was. 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 Well, the same thing happens today. God says, and it happens. Those words that we speak go out into the universe. Not only does it go out in the universe, but it touches us. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. 
So faith cometh. You have faith coming at you right now. You have a decision. Listen to it or go to sleep. Listen to it. Tune it off. Listen to it. Say, I don't want to give up whatever. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing. So faith is coming your way right now to set you free of whatever circumstance and situation might be out there. So God's word is supernatural. It's mixing faith with God's word by believing and speaking forth out of our mouth. That is the means of applying this faith, this supernatural life to ours. Amen. Whew, Jesus, thank you. I had a feeling we were going to take a rabbit trail today, so we're going to go to the sower. So is the word in Mark. I don't know if I want Mark or Matthew. Praise you, Lord. Just, just, just meditate on what I just said. The Bible's not a book of rules. It's a book of seeds. The seeds are to be planted. Seeds planted, seeds grow. Hallelujah. The word is seed, keep it. Become a sower of it. How do you become a sower of it? You speak it and you do it. Amen? Is that weird noise? We're going to come back to this probably. Let's keep it. Let's keep on this. We're, we're going to come back. You understand the sower sows the word and the, the kind of ground it's sown on. What kind of ground do you have? You know. Okay, it's up to us. God's word is supernatural. It's mixing faith with God's word by believing and speaking forth out of our mouth. It, this is the means of applying. It's up to each of us. Proverbs 10, 11. We're going to move fast now. So get ready to move fast. Let your fingers do the walk and then you won't get bored and think about something else. Amen. The mouth of the righteous man is the well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. The mouth of the uncompromisingly righteous man is a well of life. Your mouth is a well of life. The more you plant the seeds, which are God's word is supernatural. It's mixing faith with God's word by believing and speaking forth out of your mouth. This is the means of applying. In other words, he's saying here, The mouth of the uncompromisingly righteous man is a well of life. Why? Because he has the word in it. Jesus never spoke death. Jesus went about doing good and healing all 
who were oppressed of the devil. If he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, that's your job. Amen? Proverbs 12, 18. So you would confess daily, I, I go about doing good and, heal, and, and healing all who are oppressed of the devil in Jesus' name. Or I go about doing good and watching Jesus heal all that who are, who are oppressed of the devil through me, through his word. Proverbs twelve eighteen. There is that speaketh life like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health health. Glory to God. You need to confess this. My tongue is health. I speak forth health. I will tell you, the more you confess this, that I speak forth health, I'm wise, I speak forth health, there will be a change. A change. <laughs> How many want to change? But, those that, but there are those who speak rashly, like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 13, 3. He who guards his mouth keeps his life, but he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. He that speaketh his mouth he that keepeth his mouth keeps his life. But he that open wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Think about think about some things right now that Maybe you have words or seeds that you've planted that you need to take back. Amen. Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Pleasant words are as honeycomb sweet to the mind and healing to the body. Pleasant words are, are, are sweet to the mind and health to the body. I'm not even going to ask people to raise their hands in here, but I would say probably every person in this room has an area that they are needing healing of. In some, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whatever, okay? Turn to Mark, please.
Sorry about that. Mark 4, we're going to start with verse 14. The sower sows the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Verse 15. But when they have, Mark 4, 15. But when they, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. So when does Satan come? Immediately. So these are there, these are there by the wayside. These ones along the path are those who have the word sown in their hearts. But when they hear, Satan comes at once and by force takes away the message which is sown in them. Verse 16. In the same way, the ones sown upon stony ground are those that when they hear the word at once receive and accept and welcome it with joy. They haven't gone to, when they see something happening, they haven't done the six things that we just went through, okay? Here we go, the next one. 17. They have no real root in themselves, and they endure for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, they immediately are offended, become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. 18. And the ones sown among the thorns and are others who hear the word. Then the cares and the anxieties of the world and distractions of the age. Now we live in this time, church, when there are cares and anxieties of the world and distractions of the age. And so God's here to tell us this morning that we need to take heed and take heed now. We should, have, we, should, we should have been taking it years ago, but most of us did. I, I hope all of us did. But right now, we really need to. What is taking up your time, and how much of it does God have? Is God getting more and more? And the thing getting, or is God getting less and less? And the thing that's taking up your time getting more and more? You need to ask yourself this question. Because... We don't even understand it because it's such a snowball that we're on it. We don't understand what's taking, taking place in the spirit realm. But the more this is taking up your time, the more the enemy is standing back and watching. And the more your, your mind, will, and emotions and your spirit man is drying up. And so... Here we go. The cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age and the pleasures and the light of false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the cravings and passionate desires for other things creep in. That sounds creepy to me, like a snake or something. They creep in. And choke and suffocate the word. It becomes fruitless. So we need to look at this. 
It's not in my notes, but this is what God wants me to share on today. So this is what happens. The cares, anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age and the pleasures and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desires for other things creep in, choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. One time you were up here spiritually, people were looking up to you watching you does we've all been here so you know don't think i'm preaching anybody it can happen to any of us and i will guarantee you in this hour that we're in the enemy's doing everything he can to make it happen to you okay choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless in 19 it says in the king james and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches the deceitfulness of riches you cannot take it with you anyway the only thing you're going to take with you is you pray to God your family and the word and all the souls that you save that's all that matters we are sojourners walking through this place Thank you, Jesus. So these cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke, literally choke off the word and it becometh unfruitful. And these, verse 20, are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruits, some 30, some 60, some a hundredfold. Glory to God. I want to be part of that group. And those sown on the good, well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it and bear fruit some 30 times as much as sown, some 60 as much as some, some 100 times. And then he goes on and says, says to them, is the lamp brought in to be put under a peck, a measure, or under a bed, and not to be put on the lampstand? There are hidden, verse 22, temporarily only as the means to revelation, and there is nothing hidden except to be revealed, nor is anything temporary kept secret except in order it may be known. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear, listening, and let him perceive and comprehend. And he said to them, be careful what you're hearing. Be careful what you're hearing. Be careful what you're hearing. It's very interesting. I watched a little video uh, last night about a little girl, a baby in the back of a car. It was really interesting. And they had an SUV and she was about 18 months old. And her daddy looked back and um, it was just this short three minute thing. And her daddy looked back and he saw that she was really emotional. She was crying and he thought, so what's going on? And he was showing her a video in the back of the car. He said, what's going on? And so he, got, he went back there to watch her because her whole countenance changed and she began to weep. Don't kid yourself. These kids picked things up immediately and it affected her. her. I looked at pastor and said, dear God, what little children have seen and have affected them in their little spirits. 
It affected her so much that she was happy and laughing and all of a sudden she began to cry. Am I correct? We watched it together. She began to weep and she began to cry and, and she was totally undone. This little life, this little 18-month-old girl or however she was, life was changed permanently by what was being shown by her father on that video in the back of the car. Permanently, not just, not just for a day, not just for a week, but permanently. Because our minds suck things up. And who will be held accountable for that? Her parents. I, we couldn't believe it. Am I correct? First thing I saw was from one of my friends that lives in Pakistan. Their church was blown up in the city they're in, and you saw body parts. And she was asking for prayer. She wasn't asking for money. She was asking for prayer. Then the next, the next thing down was that. This little girl. I, I sat there amazed. This is at 4 o'clock. This is 4.40, I believe. Something you told me it was 3. I'm sitting here amazed watching this little girl. And what age are there, from what age to what age are they completely up to five? From a baby to five. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Neither could her dad. So, here we go. He says, if a man has ears to hear, let him listen and let him perceive and comprehend. We need to memorize. Remember, this is, uh, this is up to us. When we bring a baby before the Lord and we dedicate that child to the Lord, what we're telling God, God, you have loaned me this child and I will raise this child for you, for your glory. You have, you have loaned me this child and you've given me this child to raise for you, for your glory. That's powerful. I know God promised me, he said, if you will dedicate all of your children, they will be in the rapture. I don't know how, I don't, I don't care how he said it. As plainly as he said, your mom will get born again on her deathbed, don't even concern yourself about it, and she did. But it was my job to raise them up. It was my job to make sure that God was number one in our house, family was number two, and church was number three, and they knew it. I don't know why I'm on this, but God only knows. We need to memorize and confess out loud. What we memorize and confess out loud brings victory. I don't know why I brought up that, that story. That, but I was amazed to watch that. Thank God. I pray, I pray that every Christian parent, even parents that aren't Christians, see this thing and really take into their thoughts of what, what I could. We, we, you want to explain what you saw? Because yours was, might have been different. What did you see? Here. It's because it goes on tape. The uh, video that was showing was a cartoon video, and it showed, uh, I believe it was, showed a little girl and, or supposed to be a mother, I guess. It was all cartoons. All cartoons. Uh, it switched from that to uh, a penguin family, 
and it uh, showed the, the, the penguin family together, and all of a sudden, the baby penguin was taken away, and this little girl reacted and started crying. And uh, you could j just, you could see her face just, just drained. Um, then they flash back to another little section, and then all of a sudden, they flash back to the penguin family again. And all of a sudden, a little penguin came back, and the mother penguin was holding the baby, and the little girl just lit up. So these children, our children, uh, whether you think they're receiving anything or not, is uh, they are receiving. And, uh, and this was in the back of, like she said, it was an SUV or something that had the player in the back seat. All I know is that uh, driving and you see people have the, the videos in the back. Some of those are demonic. And these kids are picking this up. And it's being that familiar spirit, demonic spirit, from those videos are entering our children. And we don't recognize it. Uh, I'm glad that this individual, actually, the individual stopped, stopped, the, stopped the vehicle and videotaped his, his daughter watching this and put it on. So we need to watch out what we do. It was really, a, 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 this morning was a real inexperience, let me tell you. Okay. By, you know... Buy veggie tales, buy whatever is uplifting that teaches your children, or whatever, or people that you know have children. Give them a gift. Okay, so we need to memorize and, and confess out loud. This is what brings us the victory, amen? amen. Psalms 10 27. Or Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah 10 27. I just. I just am still in that moment, the two things I saw this morning. I'll share something while we're turning here that was really interesting yesterday. I shared with the early class, and, and um, Pastor and I went out in the pool, and we did our exercise yesterday, and then we got out, and we were talking about the end times, and there was really a very strong presence of the Lord. I can't explain it. All of a sudden, it grew dark. I had the pictures. And um, he pulled, got the pool cover to close, and we were just sitting there, and it got dark out, and there was this, just this one spot where the sun was, and it was just this one spot that was bright. And I, <laughs> I started singing, because we were talking about the end times and the rapture, and I just started singing off-key, We Shall Behold Him. The presence and the power of God was so powerful. We should, and, we shall behold him. And I told Pastor, I said, go get, I don't know why, but go get my camera and take pictures of this. And so he did, and he took, and I have it on my iPad, or if you want to see him, whatever. 
He took pictures of it. Because all that was there were dark clouds and a, the sun. And I, I, kept, I just sat there staring at the sun and singing. And um, to the point where my eyes, all, when I closed my eyes, I, all I had was the big sun, the big white spot there. It was quite interesting, but you could feel. Get ready. It's time. Get yourself ready. I beg with you. It's time. Then he went out later, and we were sitting in our living room talking, and there was this, you could see the, at our living room window, you do not see the west, but you could see the pink. And I said, go out and take pictures of that now. It was amazing. I sent it to a friend in Florida, and she wrote back what she thought was in the pictures. But um, we need to memorize and confess out loud things that bring forth victory in Isaiah 10, 27. I don't know about you, but I will tell you this, and I told Pastor, I constantly am checking my life. Every minute counts. I'm ready to go. One way or another, I'm ready to go. My work's almost done here on this earth. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing is here. God's presence is here. I don't know about you, but I can't live without his presence. I will not live without his presence. Especially after yesterday, that was the most life-changing thing that I've had in quite a long time. We shall behold him. I called Christine later and asked her to sing it in a couple weeks. She couldn't sing it today. And it shall come, come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken off of thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing church. The world is desiring the anointing of God. And it's sad to say more and more churches are getting away from the anointing and into the cares and the things that will satisfy people's, their soulish realm. I don't want that. Psalms 107, 119, and, and 120. No, I think it's Psalms 107, 19, and 20. They cried unto the Lord, and he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all destruction. You need to learn to confess that out loud. I cried unto you, Lord, and you sent your word and healed me and delivered me from all destruction. It can't come near me. Jeremiah 30, 17.
for I will restore health unto you, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. I will restore health to you, and I will heal you of your wounds. Matthew 18, 18. We should all know this one by heart. Interesting, I still see that little girl. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say unto you that if, that if any of you to agree on earth is touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Bind the attacks. You might want to write this down. Bind the attacks that are trying to destroy you. And cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. When attacks come, bind them. that are trying to destroy you and your family. And cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. The Bible says in Revelation that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God's word is his creative power. Isaiah 55, 11. Pick me out three of the most worshipful tapes that we have back there and bring them up to me, please. So shall my word be. You know, you're going to find times when you'll be ministering to backslidden Christians. And verse 7 is an excellent one to share with them. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. You notice, notice that. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and the Lord will... for he will abundantly pardon. Forsake the thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Casting down imaginations and reasonings. You know, there are thoughts, church, that we have to forsake once and for all. We all have them. The way I started out was John 10, 10. Is this thought going to kill, steal, and destroy from me? Thank you. You're not, you're not Heather. Is this thought going to kill, steal, and destroy from me? Or is this thought going to bring life and life more abundantly?
Verse 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that thing, that which I please, and it shall prosper in the living, in the thing whereto I sent it. Now, I have to rearrange something that I said so you have a clear understanding. That little girl, the things that she saw, and it was clear that it brought insecurity to her. That was what it brought to her. Now, her parents can turn that around. It would take time. I don't think they're Christians, so. I've seen it happen. I, I saw it happen in Matt's life because of a wreck he was in when he was, what, four, five, whatever. He saw it because he saw it. It was embedded in him. It's different with a video, though. But every time we went somewhere, fear would hit him like this. He would just be gripped with it. So I had to change my time schedule to leave early. <laughs> every time it happened, I would pull over to the road, side of the road. This is how disciplining was in our house, too. And the pastor was fortunate because he was at work. But I'd pull over to the side of the road and I kept a Bible and we would go through the scriptures on fear and then I would, I would become so upset at the demon that was harassing him that it entered in him that I would bind it and curse it and I would deal with it. It would take the parents to sit down with the child with the word of God and bring restoration and the prayer of Deliverance would set the captive free. Thank God for the word. I pray that you got out of this what you were supposed to this morning. I know one thing. Things in the natural are not going to get better. Things in the spiritual are going to be like heaven on earth. For those that will put God first place and allow Him full control over every area of their life. Go back and study the sower sows the word or sows the seed which is the word. See where you are. See where you are. And when you locate where you are change whatever areas need to be changed. How do I know? 
because this is the way that I have chosen to live. You know, the Bible says that he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle and she will make herself ready. I'm paraphrasing this, but the church will make, am I correct? You know the scripture by heart? The church, she will make herself ready. So we're getting ready to receive communion this morning. I won't be doing communion, you will. However you want to do it. But we're going to stand up and worship the Lord. If after we get into the first song, you desire to sit down, lay down, kneel down, I don't care what you do. Get away from whoever's next to you so you can have One, one reason why I sit down when we worship, I learned this at Rodney's meetings. I'm going to share this with you. I don't look at others, and I do not want to know what's going on. And so I just sit down and close my eyes and allow the presence. My, my biggest desire, to be very honest with all of you, would be standing up here and leading praise and worship. That is my goal and my desire. Father, I thank you for this sermon and I just praise you that every person is blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.